Welcome, everyone, to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show, Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I am also a huge fan of the internet cooking show, Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are episode 150. Oh, I was waiting for you to start talking, Johnny, so I can interrupt you, but you didn't take the bait. I respect you now. Uh, I don't as a I haven't ever before and won't ever again, but right now I do. As a classically trained improviser at the UCB Theater, who paid them so much money, uh, I know how to wait and go with what my scene partner is doing. And I was waiting patiently sure. for you. And I, so was I. I was also waiting patiently for you. And when two people wait patiently, it's just a lot of dead air. It's what you get. And it's it's a perfect scene. Mm-hmm. The yeah, audience yeah, yeah. of other improv students are just loving it because it shows technique and it's not actually funny. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a weird... Anyway, there's no point dwelling on that. This is our 150th episode, Jimmy. That is stupid that is a dumb amount of episodes <laughs> i truly cannot believe that we've done this many i love it it makes me very happy and i'm happy to be here with you buddy i am as well uh this is a while ago now but we were hanging out with some friends and like a conversation about food came up and before you had begun to speak it was like oh i know james's exact feeling about this before he says a word <laughs> And you started talking, and I was exactly right, because we've talked about it a hundred times. You're just mouthing along my argument for whatever <laughs> stupid food opinion that I'm launching into the ether with all my force. <laughs> uh, speaking of all your force, do you want to introduce our guest? Uh, I sure do. I'm very excited. A very special guest for our 150th for episode. Yes, for 150. We really we went out, we reached for the stars, and... We didn't quite Failed. reach the stars, but we got the moon. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Joe Strix. I was the little boy on the DreamWorks moon. That's right. <laughs> to go with the moon bit. I got gotcha. you. Happy 150, boys. Yeah, I'm baby. so excited. Thank you for being our guest on the 150th episode. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real treat, um, and I never want to come back. This is it. Good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think I, 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 know that no, I would love if you were expecting us to push back on that at all? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, they won't they'll say no to this. And we're like, yeah, sure. Come on. Fine. My but my buddies will save me from this one. Hey, I hope I never come back. Us too. <laughs> Stay away. Feelings mutual. <laughs> every every week John sends me a dummy link to a <laughs> to a podcast that doesn't exist. <laughs> Joe, thank you for being here. Are you guys in this one? Do we need to reschedule? Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, wow, where to start? So many people to think. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I got church think, sound guy. Uh, church sound guy uh, is probably number one with the bully keeping, and number two, keeping us humble. Okay. <laughs> keeping us humble through the uh, humble. Did you say humble? <laughs> keeping us uncle. <laughs> Keeping us Hubble's telescope. Keeping us Uncle Buck 100% all the time. <laughs> Keeping us uh, Myrtle, the turtle, uh, through all of our ups and downs. Yurtle? Yurtle. It's Yurtle, the turtle. I mean, I don't think we've ever gone off the rails this quickly. <laughs> I think we have 120 <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, thank you guys for sticking around through all 
the white liquid theories and all the brown, <laughs> brown solid theories. Uh, boys. It was, it was a number two joke. Yeah, yeah. It was a joke based on something we were talking about before the podcast, which I don't know if you remember this or not, Joe, but they can't hear things that happened before the recording. You can't do callbacks. No, 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 no. That doesn't that doesn't fit my understanding of how podcasts work. Everyone knows what I'm saying all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should just reference things that we talk about in our text chats. <laughs> I mean, I don't have anything off top. That's okay. Um, I may have signed an <laughs> I may have signed uh, a lease for an apartment today. That's a fun thing. Woo-woo! That's very exciting. Uh, the that, real estate a great way to diversify your portfolio. I've heard. What's that? Real estate is a great way to diversify your portfolio. Maybe turn this new property into a restaurant. They're cash cows. <laughs> well, I'm renting, so that's going to be an issue. But no, no, no. Take my advice. Okay. I would, I would genuinely love someone who is just renting an apartment to try to turn it into a restaurant, like an active <laughs> restaurant. Like you need to buzz to get in, and then, and then like all your neighbors are like, Walk who are up these four flights of stairs? Yeah, who are these fucking people? Why are these all these people? In- Oh, yeah, yeah. J- John has a, an empanada station upstairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I called this woman who's like our potential new landlord. I'm like, by the way, I forgot to ask, what's your deep fryer hookups like? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I am turning one of the bedrooms into a walk-in freezer. <laughs> yeah. I will be operating a churro stand from the c- c- common hallway. Uh, I hope that's okay with you. And if it's not, I will be suing you. <laughs> the other option is you get like a lever or like a pulley system rather. And you just like you bucket down whatever you're cooking to people yeah, 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 yeah. below you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I saw in the lease there was nothing about a pulley system for chicken noodle soup. Is that going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine you're letting people pay by card. You you slip down the like card reader. It says card declined. You got to pull it back up and like fuss with it a little bit. <laughs> no, I would get pneumatic <laughs> tubes. You idiot. <laughs> Yo, that'd be it so just sick. shoots up. Yeah, the only reason the only reason you can't afford to buy a house is because you spend all your money remodeling the apartments you rent with pneumatic tubes for inconvenient for inconvenient restaurants. You have a line around the block because it takes forever to serve anyone. Have you ever been in one of those restaurants that has like sushi on a conveyor belt? <laughs> what if it had like what if there was sushi on a pneumatic tubes? Wouldn't that be great? It shows up. It's it's way too fast, and it shows up. The sushi, the sushi is just splattered to one end of the container. I would love to. And it's loud. Those things are loud. You're sitting at your table, and you open it up, and it's just like, wow! Just the air pressure blowing out. Sharks, you know how you've been to a restaurant with? Well, let me tell you. Well, what's the perfect appetizer for sushi? Is miso soup. <laughs> you put that through the pneumatic tube, it explodes. <laughs> I would love this heart since huge nutritious salad, which would be impossible to fit through a pneumatic tube. <laughs> I can't get it. Well, with without protein, maybe, but with protein, <laughs> get it. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right, boy. well, now we have to make the pneumatic, pneumatic sushi. Pneumatic sushi is the future, guys. I feel like I've said and that word too often now. Is that really how it's pronounced, pneumatic? Yeah. Pneumatic. I've, yeah. Just, I, the way I've just said it too much. 
the way that we do it for you is that we spell it like your last name, so it's N E W M A pneumatic. Yeah. Pneumatic, right. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Holy shit. What are we doing? <laughs> My head hurts. Uh, how are you boys? Anything new or exciting happen this week? You cook anything good? What's going on? Um, I did. I made mac and cheese for the first time. I, I talked about it last week with you boys, and then I made it, and it was... Holy God, was it delicious. I used an Macaroni entire pound. Macaroni and cheese. Entire pound. These were shells and uh, cheese, but this was... Oh, so it wasn't real actual macaroni. It's, okay, so it's you know what? It's not from the macaroni what? region you of France. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but I made it from scratch. It was very exciting, and good Lord, was it delicious. I used an entire pound of Velveeta, and I made way, way too much, and it was so good. Whew. As well, you should. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, what did you have with it? Anything? You put a little hot sauce on there? Mm, no, it had mustard, uh, ground mustard in the recipe, so it was sure. It was good, and there was it was perfectly seasoned as is. Yeah, and there was um, I got um, panko breadcrumbs for the top, and they had Romano cheese yeah. like worked. So it, all of it was it was. Let me tell well, you, it you was like worked into it. It was like, like it was a it massage. Was like, you know, yeah. You know, um, it was like flavored breadcrumbs. It wasn't just like plain panko. It was like Romano right. cheese flavored. I just so like was, the idea of like yeah. someone trying to figure out how the best way to work cheese into the breadcrumbs was. Mine would be mixing. <laughs> Mine would be coaxing. Come on, get in there. Get in there. Come on, you guys will love each other. <laughs> it's going to be so much it's, fun. Who doesn't love breadcrumbs? I say to a block of, of cheese. <laughs> it doesn't move. <laughs> Or the reverse happens, and you just have a, a block of cheese that's covered in breadcrumbs that you just oh. deep fry. And actually, that sounds delicious. That that's sounds just great. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> just made big mozzarella sticks. You <laughs> know what? I bet the I would not complain if that was if that was the case. You know, okay, it'll add, probably add fill the up pneumatic, the pneumatic tube better. <laughs> yes, at the pneumatic tube restaurant, we sell mozzarella bricks. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everything needs to take up enough space in the pneumatic tube that to it really fill. feels like it's worth it. <laughs> yeah folks are you tired of going to your favorite restaurant and only getting half a tube of food <laughs> come to johnny pneumatics folks, where we give full uh, tubes folks are you trying to experience what it was like to go to a bank in 1992 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a nice like thing to add to the end of it is everyone gets a, a lollipop for dessert Listen, at johnny pneumatics oh that is good right now dude the 90s yeah, are in. Yeah, back. I used yeah. to love that. They the made drive, a movie about The drive through bank. My parents. Oh, were, yeah. That uh, was the best. Uh, uh, I did some 90s. Can, can I go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, oh. Joe. I was just going to say that. No, I, I guess I'm Spears. done, Joe. I guess I'm done telling you about my culinary adventures. Yeah. All right. James, you finish. I had th- fast food three times, and it was incredible. <laughs> Johnny, you watched the Britney Spears documentary. Yeah, now it's your turn. <laughs> well, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was very I didn't good. know. I, I didn't know much it. of it. What an insane uh, industry! The like that we gave tabloid magazines at that time. I th- I think back to seeing tabloid at the like at the checkout of the grocery store, like when I would go with my mom, and just seeing things that were like I didn't know who Jean Benet Ramsey was, but I saw her face all the time, and I was like, oh, that that that's a weird doll of a person. And then I later found out that she was super dead. Yeah, uh, right. Mm. And also had, was connected to aliens. It was all fun. Always fun to read the tabloids. Right. Yeah. So what'd you uh, cook? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Uh, I didn't cook. I actually just enjoyed. Uh, but Amanda made uh, a banging ragu on Saturday uh, and some homemade pasta. And mm. uh, it's one of the best things I've ever eaten. Wow. Yeah. What kind and, of pasta? Um, what, what shape are we working with? Pappardelle. Ooh. Uh, no, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, strike that. Reverse it. Tagliatelle. Oh, you were so excited to say it that you said the wrong noodle. <laughs> yeah, I said the one that sounds like Daddy-O, but it was actually Tagliatelle. <laughs> it was actually SpaghettiOs that they ate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had uh, it was a just a cold a cold can of SpaghettiOs, jaggedly be, opened with a with a knife. If if Amanda and I did a pasta off, that would be the my I would that would be the fighter that I choose is meatball SpaghettiOs. <laughs> I watched last night. Uh, Claire Safitz made a butter cake from St. Louis. And I didn't know this, huh. but Claire Safitz uh, went to high school with comedian Joe Firestone. And in high school, Claire made this like decadent cake that she took to a like a contest. And then Joe Firestone made a butter cake from a mix from the store and got first place. <laughs> <laughs> so she remade the cake uh, and then brought a, a box mix to Central Park, met up with Joe Firestone, had her try both, and she immediately was like, oh yeah, the boxed one for sure. Yes, this is what I'm saying. I have, I, this is what I've been saying about cakes forever, is the box is always better. <laughs> uh, it was uh, a delightful moment. That's also very hilarious, and also Joe Firestone is the best. She is so goddamn funny. Her yeah, and she was like, great on this YouTube video too. It was like, oh, you're just funny everywhere. Yes. She has a she has a little cameo in Search Party. Uh, Search Party. Yes. yes. Ah. Which season? Uh, uh, season three. Yeah. Because that's when. Because that's when. Well, I won't spoil it. But that's when a thing happens that necessitates her being at a place that John Early is also at. Oh, so plot points develop in season three. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about uh, TV shows: as they progress, tend to find plot points. Ah, uh, I think that's about. Oh, and then we did a good meal prep yesterday. That's my dog barking. Can you hear him? Yeah, I sure can. I'm not there. <laughs> uh, he gets mad when I talk about the things that I've cooked. How is your dog? Uh, how is the 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 behavior of your dog going? Better? Good? Much better. We after about three months, we realized that we have to like basically make every walk like a working session. And so he, we have to like, cause he's fine in the house now. What are you, you're like, you're, you're like deciding on marketing messaging while you're talking, or yeah, no, hundred percent. We <laughs> every walk we get the dog in a Zoom call and talk through quarterly goals. Good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he's we're like every walk we're like learning how to be on our leash better and. Uh, <laughs> I love. I love. Joe has a leash as, as well. Yeah, you frame it as a we. Because you're also so I, you're also out there. It's just Amanda. It it's just Amanda trying to hold you and us. the dog like both hands full. Well, because we both get stressed out by passing traffic, so I have to, <laughs> and I bark at it more than he does. Yeah, yeah. The uh, dog, the dog is getting influenced by Joe and just flicks off cars for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna drive, asshole. Walking here, he says that. Um, it's yeah. It's it's fun. We're we're learning that it takes a lot of work to take like a rescue dog and make it not be like a psycho <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but his psycho tendencies are uh diminishing and we're hoping that this summer he can be a decently trained outdoor pup and it's also like shedding a light on how few people actually like put in the work to train their dogs well oh yeah for a lot of people dogs are just an accessory 
They're just an accessory. They don't ever bother. They're like, they're like, well, he just barks and he he struggles mightily at his chain whenever we walk. <laughs> oh, you can train that out of it, you fucking moron. <laughs> well, I hope it's well behaved enough uh, in time for when Eric has already invited me over to your house this summer. Yeah, no, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would happen. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Johnny, any cooking on your end? Uh, what did I cook this week? Uh, we got back from vacation and uh, didn't grocery shop until later in the week, but I uh, made some salmon with some vegetables, cooked fairly healthy this week. Uh, nothing interesting, but some decent stuff. I'm making some fish tonight as well. Been cooking a lot of fish lately. I enjoy a pan-seared fish quite a bit. Hell yeah. You know who else does? Chef Robert Irvine. Now, he always adds a pan-seared fish on episodes of Restaurant Impossible, and they always fuck it up in the kitchen. Sure. Because he's always having, like, uh, convicts or people with no experience uh, help him. Those are the only two types know, of people there are. I, I, know, <laughs> I know that I was made fun of for talking about how much I love and watch that show recently, but I can't stop. It's so good, and it's always people – it's always – Half the time, it's like families that go into business together and should not be in business together because they hate each other, and then they hate each other more because their business is failing because they didn't actually want to open a restaurant. And then he gets all British and strong, and he goes in their face and yells at him, and it's like, "Be better at owning a restaurant." They're like, "But we hate each other." And then they cut to the end, and he's like, "It's better now." And then you visit the site, and they're like, "It actually closed, it closed. six months after that yeah. episode aired." Right. <laughs> I also love the uh, the name of the show, Restaurant Impossible. Like it's a great name. For- <laughs> It reminds me of an old SNL, an SNL sketch where Dane Cook was pretending to do uh, Fox Major League Baseball, and he was talking about Todd Helton. He's like, Todd Helton, he should have a batting outstanding. And that's what I always <laughs> think of when I hear Restaurant Impossible. <laughs> that's a vintage Dane Cook joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a batting average. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> batting outstanding. I love that. Uh, Shall we? Uh, we made... F- oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no continue. No, you said we made... We made we made funeral sandwiches for our meal prep this week, and I'm about to ravage them after we finish this. What's on your funerals? <laughs> uh, Who died? Hawaiian... Everyone stop. I don't understand, but you are... made sandwiches for a funeral. Did somebody die? Who died, Joe? This conversation. Uh, the... No, that didn't answer my question because we you made no. you've already made the sandwiches. You couldn't. I hate and... the bit. I don't want to talk about them. To... No. James, they're not named for that. They're named after the Band of Horses song. Okay, yes, cool. Yes, that's correct. So, <laughs> so they're very melancholy, but somehow uplifting. It's a very interesting sandwich. Uh, the, it's Hawaiian rolls with uh, turkey and cheese and uh, a whole mess of sauces. Excellent. And uh, they're wet. <laughs> yeah, as you say, how do those how do those hold up for meal prep? Those seem like something that got to be eaten immediately. They can be, but they heat up. They reheat pretty well. Okay. Because you just pop them back in the oven for like three minutes. So uh, with your anyway, is your is your meal prep mostly lunch based or is it dinners as well? We do lunches and dinners. So we made this week. We have lunch salads, uh, a chicken orzo soup that we will probably end up having for lunch. Lemon, sorry, lemon rice chicken soup. So Monday uh, through Thursday, you're not really doing any cooking. You're just heating stuff up. Yeah, pretty much. I heat up my salad, especially. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You heat up your salads and you cool down your funerals. Uh, <laughs> I am always impressed. Uh, I am always impressed by your guys, uh, the diversity in your meal prep. Because meal prepping to me is I'm making one giant meal 
and then I'm eating it mm-hmm. for three days, and that's like. But you guys have like you're making like <coughs> seven different things. It seems like yeah. way too much work. I don't want to do but it. Th- if you slam it all into like a two-hour window on a Sunday, and then you're done, and you don't have to think about meals for the rest of the week, it's awesome. Yeah, but or you uh, could do what I do, and you don't have to think about meals because you just made ever. one giant thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it only takes forty minutes. You just make more of it. So you're just eating. You're eating homemade spaghettios out of a bread mixer. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a bread mixer. Yeah, those big ass fucking things. You know what I'm talking about? I do. That they have at like commercial kitchens. Uh. This week, sorry, salads, uh, soup, funeral sandwiches, and uh, chicken pot pie. Ooh. Or shep- I guess it's technically shepherd's pie, but you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a pumpkin pie, but. A bu- <laughs> <laughs> really, we're eating a, it's a shepherd's pie. pecan. It's, it's very good. <laughs> it's a shepherd's pie topped with pecans. It's a bunch of meat and vegetables and then potatoes and cheese on top. That's an old Brian Regan joke that I love where he talks about his roommate in college asked if he wanted to go halves on a pie and he had never heard it called that before. So they got half pepperoni, half pumpkin. <laughs> that is a classic Brian Regan. Killer. Oh, boy. Uh, should we talk about how I met your mother? Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Binging with Babish, where this week I'm recording my VO in an airport with my head under a microfleece blanket. So we'll see how this goes as we attempt to make something tasty out of chocolate, peanut butter, and caramel. Don't even know how that's going to be possible, but we're going to try. How Uh, did you? uh, I don't think I've met either of your parents. No, you actually haven't met... No, I don't think you you have either. You wouldn't have met my mom. We met James's dad on a Zoom once. Hmm. Robert. That's that's about it. James, yeah, have you met Joe's mom? For dads. Uh, no. And Joe, you haven't met James's so. mom. No, none of us have met any of our mothers. All right, we met should, Amanda's mom. That should we nice. stop the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we should be done now. <laughs> yeah, All I right. mean, hey, we really can't call ourselves <laughs> friends. Look yeah, at that. something something about how I met your mother that ends at a reasonable time. Got their ass. <laughs> Ooh, roasted. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's discuss how I met your mother. Did you watch it? It's an oh boy, words are so difficult. Did you watch it in its entirety? No, I did. I did too. I my take on how I met your mother is I think it would have been a good four season show. I think they could have condensed right. everything into a pretty good four season show. There's a lot of there's a lot of solid bits within it, spread out over way too long, which in theory would be ideal for someone like me because that's the same formula that I work with. Did it just? I never I never watched it at all. I never I never saw the appeal. I never enjoyed it. Did it just become like all sitcoms that run that long, where every character becomes a parody of themselves and they all just they it's just stupid situational yeah, comedy? Yeah, it was like a lot of manufactured circumstances yeah. and and relationships that are like. We get it. These two are going to end up together. Why? It was a very like Ross and Rachel kind also, of. Also, they brought on Kristen Miliani, uh, right? And then Miliotti. they're like, "Oh, this is the mom." And then just kidding, she's dead. It's actually Robin yeah. the whole time, right? Isn't that the whole? Basically, <sighs> James, you yeah. gotta say spoiler alert first. Listen, if you haven't watched that stupid ass show that was on for nineteen seasons, yeah. pa- like pause, eight hours ago, eight months, eight years ago, goddamn. Go devote four months of your life to to watching that and only that, and then come back and you'll get that bit. Mm-hmm. What is the statute of limitations on spoiling something? When are you a jerk for doing it versus when is it socially acceptable? I think it varies for certain things. Like if it's like a like how I met your mother, 
because it's i think it's pretty known that it kind of fizzled yeah also like, i think it also depends on what like that's not a show that relies on i think it's longer for movies than it is for shows i right. think i think yeah that's fair like like if like if you could you, seen... you you like search party is that long enough now that you could spoil it or not no Search hmm. party's still like pretty they're still making seasons of it yeah so i would say like if if something is if a show is currently happening i say you don't spoil it like okay sure yeah but also if, do whatever you want just yeah just say spoiler alert before it, the people can make up their mind okay got it yeah 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 you can decide all right, that's uh, fair. All this to say is I wanted to know if it was okay to spoil who's on first by Abbott and Costello for both of you. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, 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 that's the whole thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who is it? Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's there are some good bits in that show, but, like, again. I like, that's the thing is, I like all of the actors on that show individually, yeah. aside from maybe Ted, because what else has he done? Um, I'd never, and they get some good guesties in there too. Uh, yeah, and I Britney never, Spears, yeah, Sarah Chalk, uh, the aforementioned Chris Mnangagwa. Um, <laughs> I don't, but I never. Yeah, I just never got into the show. I never really enjoyed it. But you got, were you guys watching it like as it happened? I was. No. Yeah, I start. I start. I saw it first in college and thought it was great. And a bunch of my college friends and I all got into it. And I feel like it hit at that time. I think if I went back and watched it now, some of it would be very cringy and some of it would be very like eye rolly. But right. I think it did hit at a time where it like shaped some stuff, and I feel like like comedic trends happened because it, of it. I feel like it was mm-hmm. a pretty important show. It was weirdly tailored to because it was on CBS. It was weirdly tailored both to appeal to a large swath of the country and kind of hit some of those lowest common denominator elements, comedically speaking. But it was also like Barney is perfectly tailored to like a college bros aesthetic. Yeah, like, right, oh, he right. Fucks a lot, and he has cool catchphrases. Right, and it, then that just goes on. Yeah, it also had the appeal of like a friend style. It it was a very like romanticized. Like it would be amazing to be in my twenties living in New York type of thing. Hundred percent. Yeah, where it's like you go to the bar with your friends and you hang out, and like it was very much like attainable, but still re- unrealistic enough. A hundred. Yeah. Where like again, his job's he's an architect, like, and their apartments huge. That whole like thing. There's sure. one episode where they go around New York looking for the best burger in New York that Marshall can only remember. Like he doesn't remember the name of the place, so he's just he ends up like asking Regis Philbin where it is, and Regis Philbin is like benching 500 pounds, and he gets up and he's like, "I'm trying to find that burger too." <laughs> There's fun bits like that, but like again, over a hundred however many episodes. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. They make cookies in it called Some Bitches. Sure do. Which uh, Babish bleeps out because he's having a fun time. <laughs> he bleeps out because uh, if kids hear the word bitch, then they uh, will, will start believing in Satan. stuff to their moms. Yeah. <laughs> so they say it on the show, and then later on when he's making the cookies, he beeps it out and then pretends like he doesn't understand what's happening. Fun bit. Right. <laughs> And then came the nudity, which I thought was a little yeah. too much. Right, and he showed the that cookie, and I was like, "This does seem a little far for this show." Yeah, yeah. Why did you right. show that, but not 
unbelievable. Right. His blood was pouring out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. It turned very Marilyn Manson yep. towards the end. Yeah. Uh, so they're cookies, and they have caramel, peanut butter, and chocolate in them is what's described. And they look like very thin cookies. So the first cookie he makes is kind of like a Tate's cookie imitation, uh, which is interesting. I, uh, do we like a Tate's cookie? Uh, yes. I love a Tate's cookie. They don't ever leave me satisfied. I could eat. They don't I, scratch I, the yeah, edge. I could always eat nine bags of them because they're, they're yeah. so thin. You eat them so quickly. But that said, they are delicious. I love the crunch, and then the, the crunch and the dryness of them, and then you hit the little bits of chocolate chip that give like a little bit of moisture and a little bit. Of, oh, it's they're they're wonderful. A little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Sucky. They're I not worth. You. I don't think they're worth the price that they often are because in New York bodegas sometimes they're just wildly overpriced. You're like, why am I paying right. this much for this? But yeah, I, if they're out, I'm gonna fucking eat them. Yeah, 100%. they're not what I'm looking for in a cookie, but they're very, very good. Correct. Yeah, 100%. If they're around, like if I go somewhere and they are the option, that's fine. If I'm going to the aforementioned bodega, it's not the cookie that I'm getting. Yeah, ever. if if uh, if Pepperidge Farm Sausalitos are available, I'm taking those over <laughs> the Tate's chocolate chip every day, oh, all we're day. We're talking specifically expensive cookies. Well, yeah, <laughs> wait, that's wait, what I'm saying. Think, is, if, is Pepperidge Farm Sausalito an expensive cookie? No, I'm saying I think we're it, yeah, I would say it is. You get eight cookies for like five dollars. It's the same with what Tate's is basically. It's basically Pe- on par. Pepper's with- Farm is like the the iconic expensive cookie in my brain. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I don't, think I don't know, I know what expensive cookies you're you're dealing with. John, you just asked that as if Joe and I don't know anything about cookies, and we have. <laughs> and now, now I'm curious: are, are there other cookies out there yeah. that we just haven't experienced that don't know? Expound on this for us. Well, okay, uh, we're talking like cookies out of a bag. In my mind, a Pepperidge Farm cookie. This is like you know, ever when uh, Bill Gates went on Ellen and went to a grocery store and just tried to like they yeah. made him. How see much it. could applesauce be? Right. Ten dollars. Yeah. Okay, but also, hang on. While we're on that topic. You know the classic, like, oh, this guy doesn't know the price of milk? I don't know the price of milk, and I buy milk every, like, four days. Well, I that's just, my main point, is I that I'm saying that- I just buy it, because I need it. I don't, it, it could be $15, and I would still be like, yep, that's how much milk costs. Right. Yeah, no, that it's to a degree, but I also, like, in my mind, a bag of Pepperidge Farm cookies, I'm like, I have no idea, like, I feel like a bag of cookies can't be that much at a bodega. It's more than you think it is, is what I'll is say. Is it like every, six dollars? I think they can approach that. I think they're really. I think they're I over five dollars. You see, I that's surprising a, to me. Bodega, if it's a bodega in Williamsburg, absolutely. Yeah, it depends on the bodega. It depends on where you're getting them. At the grocery store, obviously they're cheaper. But at a bodega, right. I'm like, I'm just gonna snag this dusty bag and put. I'm also never buying a bag of cookies, like. Right. That's what that's what I'm saying. If I'm going to bo- if I am in a bodega and I am purchasing treats, it is not Sausalito cookies, it's not Tate's. If I'm getting cookies at all, it's uh either like a, a little Debbie cookie sandwich or a sixer of Oreos. <laughs> no, see, this is where this is where we differ and why I was so much heavier is because I would get the entire bag of Pepperidge Farm Sausalito and that would be one serving for me and I would crush those bags. And there were times where yes, I was doing that multiple times a week. Yep. Not me. I'll walk, I'll walk in the bodega and be like, oh, wait, I have some broccoli at home I can steam. And then I go home. <laughs> 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 and then you'd put chocolate chips and macadamia nuts in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Swirl some white <laughs> chocolate on there. Delicious. Oh, I can't think of anything worse. 
okay, uh, so he makes these, and there's, uh, uh, yeah, peanut butter, butterscotch. He uses the little butterscotch candies and say they get too hard, no, which does make caramel, not butterscotch. You're right, caramel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you it's lead okay, this. but it is a, it's a pretty big distinction in a cookie. <laughs> Tell me the difference. I don't know. One is butterscotch, <laughs> one is caramel. And if and if I was offered, if somebody said, hey, do you want caramel? And I was given butterscotch, I would punch that person in the throat. Okay, yeah, but From I was... I gather... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Jack. I was going to say that I, I agree with you that they are different, but I was trying to look to you because you had stated so strongly the difference. In my mind, I'm like, oh, James oh, will no, know no, what no, the no, difference Johnny, is. I don't, listen, I can't explain the difference. I just know the difference. All right, great. Right. Yeah. It's like porn. I don't. I, I know it when yes, I see exactly. it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. In this way, in this way alone, butterscotch is like porn. Correct. <laughs> uh, to my knowledge, as far as I can tell, they both involve that you uh, boil down sugar, right? Or heat it up I, or whatever. In caramel, you add uh, cream. And uh, butterscotch, you add scotch. I think we've nailed it. Long walk, long walk of a the short period. Fucking pier. longest Whoa. walk. Do you remember? Do you remember the highs of the of the of the restaurant from earlier? Remember when you were? Man, oh, remember man. when you wanted to get out of that funeral bit I was doing before? Man, <laughs> <laughs> what I would give to go back to that. Can we all Take just go back to the, to the nomadic thing. tubes where we were all happy? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I remember? We were cruising. What happened to Take us, me guys? Back to we the were, tubes. We were, I want to be with the tubes. We were flying high with Johnny's pneumatic sushi. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a late night like Billy Mays infomercial. <laughs> you gotta try my oh, pneumatic oh, sushi. Cocaine is involved in this venture, Joe. Joe don't you worry. Yeah, how do you think those Where tubes you, get already... so fast? <laughs> I'm reading a book about the Nazis being on meth. It could be meth. Ooh. Anyway, does anyone want to take it after that? After that, uh, so then sentence? he makes a second cookie that's a Christina Tosi inspired cookie that's not like a Tate's, and these looked better to me. These looked For chewy sure. and delicious. Uh, I love a milk bar cookie. Oh, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Love milk bar cookies; they're incredible. I will say that in my mind is an expensive cookie because that's like four dollars for like a single those, cookie. Those are yeah, those are a step above. Those are very okay. Expensive right, cookies. got it. Yeah. You um, see, that is what I was thinking of when I was thinking of an expensive cookie. Okay, sorry, sure. sorry, Je- sorry that you have so many layers of ex- <laughs> anything, anything above two dollars. Joe and I are like, woof, that's expensive. And Johnny's like, you have Whoa. so many more layers to go before you even crack expensive in my book. I, d- I, you know what's an expensive? I was on a uh, friend of the pod, uh, up your button around the corner, which I don't think exists anymore. Uh, no, except in my mind. Uh, and that we, we were talking about cookies, and I asked where are some of your favorite places in the city to get cookies, and I thought we were going to have a conversation about like upscale, like expensive ass cookies in New York Mobile City. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Jordan immediately goes in, and is like, I've, "This might not be true, but I think he said something to the effect of, like, you know what I like is the chewy chips ahoy.'" <laughs> <laughs> that see what I would have said in that conversation is Subway. I get the raspberry cheesecake cookies from Subway. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was going to say. In the subway, literally, there's a there's <laughs> there's a newsstand that has that has Nutter Butters. Yep, that used to that was an early uh, Joe Strick stand up joke. Is about how I would often buy Oreos from the subway vendor. It's oh, not boy. the joke. That was just the premise, you guys. It's a great premise. The joke. The joke was also bad. Um, <laughs> 
I want to say this about um, oh well, first of all, if it was Chewy Chips Ahoy, Chewy Chips Ahoy are garbage, and I we you should fucked. we should double check with Jordan Scott Huggins before we besmirch. I don't remember if that. that was. I just remember that was the spirit of it. I don't want to sure. put words in his mouth because I may have made him sound stupider <laughs> than he is. You know, sure. don't put words in his mouth. Put those Chewy Chips Ahoy in my mouth. You know, that's what I'm right. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I want caramel in my cookies. Mm, interesting. In any facet, would you say that to the to the Samoa lobby? Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, I would be Fish, very interested to try these. I think so. Like in the second version, he like crushes it but, up and makes it like a, more of a brittle type thing. Yeah, but Joe, the thing is, right. on Samoas, they're not in the cookie; they're on the cookie. Yeah, no, it's a crucial difference. Which it's not because like because yeah, like baked in, it's either going to be really chewy or really brittle, and I don't think that. I don't want that. I want, I like, I like it on a Samoa because it's just drizzled over top and it's the typical caramel, a little chewy, yeah. a little melty, flavor. But like, it's it's the proper caramel deployment yeah, in a cookie. Baking it. It is interesting that he decided to go into the cookie as opposed to on top of the cookie. I do think I'm resonating with you that like it would be a weird texture in the cookie. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it would, and I think it would. It just takes away from space that could be filled with chocolate chips and things um right. and like peanut butter peanut butter and chocolate i'm all for but it just adding the caramel just feels like it's almost too much it's like this doesn't need it's a hat on a hat yeah it doesn't need this yeah yeah um, right yeah another improv term <laughs> right yes and let me put on this extra hat uh-huh um, yeah, yeah yeah i feel that like said i would it. obviously eat all of these right 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 yeah i mean it looks great uh, he puts glucose in the cookie, which he also says in this weird tone. He goes, glucose, which you can find on Amazon. <laughs> it's such a weird plug. It was such a, I we hate we watched like, it I and Joe that, was I'm, like, is he making a plug for Amazon? <laughs> I know I'm usually like uh, sponsored by like artisanal gins and, uh, and home security systems. But this time I want to give a shout out to the boys over at Amazon. Hey, Jeff, this one's for you, buddy. Hey. For all your glucose needs, check out Amazon.com, the former library dealer. Big shout out to Mackenzie Scott, who just got remarried the other day and is giving away billions of dollars. It's very exciting. Yo, (laughs) did you see who she's marrying? Uh, A teacher. Yeah, just some science teacher. Can you imagine? Of her kid's school. From her kid's school. Oh, I didn't know that. Damn. What a king. We love everything about her. We what a glow up for that dude! Imagine being like, I'm yeah. gonna be a teacher and I'm gonna be poor for the rest of my life pay, because I'm a teacher, not poor, but you know, uh, yeah, pay teachers more uh, yeah. or marry the person <laughs> yeah, who has exactly. all the money that should go to teachers. Yeah. That should be the plan for all of Washington State's teachers: is that they all have to marry Mackenzie Scott. That's that's their pension plan for the, for the rest that's, of their lives. Yeah, that's the the teacher lobby's big solve is to legalize polyamory. Can you imagine having more money than you could comprehend the scale of? Like, I can't even comprehend the scale of that much money. Can you imagine having so Correct. much money that you get it cut in half? That you that you settle in? How much was it? Half? He lost half, and he's still the richest I think it was person. Half. He lost half of it, and he's still the richest person in the world. Uh, I think yeah, that it's almost like I th- isn't he number two now? Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in the freaking toilet. Imagine you know what losing. I mean? Imagine nice. losing half of all your money, and you're still top two. Jeremy's right. If I lost half my money, I'd be like it? 
top 50. <laughs> Johnny's rich. Drink. I'm like uh, top 20 right now. I'm going to I'm gonna land this plane uh, a third time. Uh, number two in the toilet, Jeff Bezos, real piece of shit. Hey. <laughs> Joe, um, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine, man. <laughs> yeah, overall, this was a whatever episode. It was a good episode if you've never seen the show before, but he made – it was – Tons of making dough and a lot of it, and then yeah, it was. I think. How many fine. times have we I'd seen like... him make a cookie? Oh, oh my god! Hey, uh, cowards, go back into the archives. Yeah, and, and cowards, do our work for us. for us, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and set up a Patreon while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and also another another pop version of this podcast where we do basics. Ooh. Um, I've I've pitched that before. I think. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy, I keep cutting you off. No, I'm just saying we, yeah, I don't know how many times he's done cookies. He's definitely done cookies before, and he's definitely fucking done dough before. God damn. So it was just a lot of that, and just a lot of like, oh, I make sure you scrape the bowl. Um, but if you are a fan of How I Met Your Mother and have never seen his show, or a few, or have only seen a few, this is a good episode of Binging with Vabish. A good aperitif. Yeah. Cool. Uh, All yeah, right. How if if you guys were gonna make these cookies, the, it sounds like we're not fully on board with his either of his versions. How are you going about it? How are, are we refrigerating the dough? Are we doing like a caramel dip? Yeah, I'm definitely doing I do. the second second version, and I'm just getting rid of the caramel entirely. I like the and idea of, of getting rid of the caramel and, and drizzling that on top. I think that would be an interesting. Yeah, that would be. Thing. Yeah, that that would be. If if I'm forced to include the caramel, that's what I would do for sure. Here's what I'm doing. No chocolate, no peanut butter, only caramel. Caramel chunks, caramel dip, caramel dressing. <laughs> it's Sorry. a lot. Ooh, okay, hold on. Let, uh, riddle me this. Okay, take out the peanut butter, take out the caramel, uh, take those chocolate chips, put them in a bagel. <laughs> now, now that, that right there is a sumbitch. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you like the podcast uh, please like and subscribe give us those five star reviews to help offset church sound guy you piece of shit uh, you <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us for more content we are at Gabby Bab on Twitter Gabby Babbage on Instagram and if you want to send us emails with your questions comments queries concerns or thoughts about church sound guy uh, please send those to Gabby Babbage at gmail.com bye